Pastor Mike McCoy, welcoming you to the Time of Truth. Uh, I've got two places I'm going to take a text from today. This is a little unusual. This whole day's been unusual. This service is unusual. Uh, I like unusual, praise God. That's what people say about me. Uh, Matthew, Matthew, I can't get out of Matthew, 24 and verse number 38, and then Matthew 26 and 29. My voice is very rough. I, I apologize for sounding like the grim reaper this morning. I'm going to do the best I can. It's just, it, I'm old and it's tattered. I've been preaching about two weeks in a row, and uh, it, it just, it's not conducive to a smooth voice. Matthew chapter number 20, did I say 24? Okay, in 38, let me read that verse. I'll read you another verse after that. For as in the days, I got this, yesterday's prayer breakfast was just hallelujah land. Mark came in, he never expounded. He began to read scripture and told the story from creation to the rapture. Hallelujah. Now, I'm just going to carry on with that, brother, if that's okay. Verse 38, for as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day. That's what I'm going to talk about this morning. That Noah, I know it says Noe, that's Noah, that's the Greek spelling of Noah. Noah entered into the ark. Now, chapter uh, number, what did I tell you, 26, I hope. And 29, Matthew 26 and 29, but I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until that day. When I drink it new with you, what's these words? In my Father's kingdom. Father, I love you. Thank you for the day, the time the chance to be in church this morning. God, I've come in the name of my Christ. I worship the King of glory, the righteous judge, the holy lamb, the lion of the tribe of Judah. I bless his name. He's my door, my light, and my bread. And I praise you. And I'm asking that you'd fill my mouth, guard my tongue, preach me to your glory. Give me voice and strength. Bless this word for your sake. Save some lost soul today. God, set the saint of God on fire afresh and anew. We love you and thank you. Ask it all in our king's name, Jesus, I pray. Amen and amen. Now I'm going back to, to the first verse that I read, if I may, in, in Matthew 24. I want us to consider this. Jesus gives this as an illustration. This is what we can expect it to be like. In the day that he returns. Is everybody with me on that? Now. I, I'm premillennialist to the core. I don't apologize for that. If you disagree with me. We just agree to disagree. I'm looking for the appearing. Of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I'm looking for the. I'm looking for the trumpet. The sound. And for me to go. And meet the Lord in the air. And somebody said, well, he's 
coming back, I said, why would he call me into the air if he's coming at that moment to the earth? Why wouldn't he just come to the earth and blow the horn and say, come to Jerusalem? It's not laid out that way. So here we have, here we have, until the day that Noah entered in to the ark. Now until, the word until in both these passages means this. It's the idea of terminus. In other words, of time unto, here it is, this is it. Bang, until, what? The day or that day. So on the day, there's something that's going to occur. Now, in the days of Noah, get a hold of this. You may disagree. I believe that Enoch is a picture of the church raptured before the global judgment of the world. Why's that? Enoch wasn't a Hebrew. There wasn't any. It was just, just God and the people until God got started, took Father Abraham and began a race and a tribe with him. Now, he's the father of faith. We're grafted into that. Prior to Abraham, just a race of people. God divided them in different tongues, put them in different places. We have here, then we have Noah going into the ark. Say, well, he wasn't a Hebrew. No, but this, we know that the ark's a picture or a type of Christ. We, we believe, we know this from Scripture, that Noah and his family was preserved from the judgment because of the ark. Is everybody with me? So we know, we see that and believe. I've got some that agree with me on this. Old scholars and some that's a little skeptical of it. Seeing Israel, the ark, as a type of God or Christ preserving Israel through the tribulation. Why is that? 144,000 of them going to be sealed preaching machines. They're going to be preaching the kingdom. They're going to be preaching and people are going to be saved. And they're going to give their heads for the cause. Where you get that? Out of Revelation. When he said these are those that had they, they'd given their heads. They've made martyrs for the cause of Christ during the tribulation period. Is everybody with me? But there was a group, the rest of the world, the rest of the world ignored, number one, until the day Noah entered into the ark, here's what they failed to do, Brother Jerry, they failed to worship God as creator. They just failed to worship. They didn't, it was humanism at its best. We don't need God. We're just eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage. And the, in the original language here, these words, eat, these, what this is alluding to is gluttony and drunkenness. What does that sound like? Party time. The Romans said, let us keep them entertained and fed. They'll do anything we want them to do. Is it any wonder that Super Bowl is on the Sunday and NASCAR is on Sunday 
and the things of sports people love to be entertained with or on Sunday one preacher said, let's just go eat, get fat today and watch football all evening. They failed to worship God. God won't play second fiddle to my family, yours, nor nobody else. He said, I'm God, there is none other. I'm God, there's none other like me, is what he said in Isaiah 46. He is God, Jehovah. Before anything was, he was God. Whenever, Listen, when it's all finished according to his work and his word, he's still going to be God. That, listen, there's never been a Democrat or a Republican, a, a king or a potentate, anybody in this world or the world to come that could ever do anything with God. He's God's sovereign today. He doesn't ask your permission. He just works his sovereign will. They failed to worship. Not only did they fail to worship, the day that he entered in, we're seeing this. He's comparing, Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah. They failed to worship. And number two, they failed to hear the warning. For Peter tells us that Noah's a preacher of righteousness. He's a preacher of righteousness. Now, if we go by the Genesis account, we just know he's a boat builder. But the Old Testament is 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 some things are closed up to us, and then the New Testament reveals the things that's hidden in the Old Testament. And here it is. Here it is. We find out that he's a preacher of righteousness. Well, he said, uh, he said today, he said, man, it'll be 120 years. My spirit shall not always strive with man. So in that, we think that Noah and God was long-suffering to the people. Or he waited for a long time at the building of the, the ark as Noah's building this thing. Uh, he didn't have skill saws. It took a while to hew this out with hand tools and put it together and peg it and pitch it and, and put the very things God required in there. It took a while for this to happen. And all this time, according to Peter, there's a man who's preaching righteousness. And Brother Randall, nobody's listening. Nobody wants to hear it. How many invitations do we give and they say, you must be talking to Eric Garrett. He's the one with all the problems. He's confessing it to the whole world. And 95% of us sitting in here has got something in us today. There's somebody you need to call this afternoon. Something you need to do. Say, what's that going to do? Well, I'll tell you what it'll do. It'll rob you your blessing. It won't cause you to be lost. It'll rob you your blessing. That's what it'll do. It'll dampen the church services. I know it can't be camp meeting all the time, but it can be pretty close. It can be pretty close. I'll just go. I'm about to go somewhere. I'm about... I don't apologize to my visitors. This is how we are all the time. 
If there's anybody in this room today that you wouldn't call and go to lunch with, then you got a problem. And don't blame it on Gordon because he's a Sunday school teacher. If you won't go to lunch with Bubba, then there's something wrong with you. Say, well, no, it's, it's Bubba's the problem. No, no, Bubba's not the problem. They failed to heed the warning. He's preaching righteousness. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Don't lose the word kingdom right there. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these other things will be added unto you. What's that? That's the things you need to eat, put on, wear, do. Is everybody with me? What's good sowing this morning? I've been in revival for two weeks. Look here. It's been hallelujah land on the other mountain over there. They wouldn't hear it. Wonder what they thought when the door shut. I believe they might have been some of them and say, no in earth all them animals. They're going to drive him crazy. The door shut. And all of a sudden, the water from underneath bursts loose. And begins to come up. And the water from overhead begins to fall. And Brother Jim, about knee deep, they're thinking, we may be in trouble. What's up with this right here? Too late now, Brother Carl. Could have got in, could have got in. He's been preaching 120 years or at least a long time. He's been preaching. All you got to do is come get in the ark. It's the safe place. It is a picture of Christ. Get in. And they're going, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. Too tied up in my politics, my sports, my programs, and my children's got them involved in. You know what? I'm going to. I don't understand how you can have children involved in 32 activities and miss Sunday school. I'm going to give you some good advice right here. I'd get rid of about 31 of them things and I'd make Sunday school my priority to get my children in. You can say yay or nay right there. Say, I don't believe I ought to come to Sunday school. Just how smart are you? Take us to school. Help me and Wade Stover. Brother Gordon. The sisters, Paula, all of them that teach a Sunday school class, Victoria, all of them even teaching the little kids, teach us because I've not got there yet. I needed what you had this morning on that prodigal. I needed the part about the repentance. I needed God to remind me, that is you, buddy. That is you. 
You was out there in that hog pen. You're about neck deep in that swine stuff. You were feeding on the stuff of the world. Oh, but I came to myself. And when I come to the Father's house, he didn't kick me out the door, but he put the best robe on me that he had. What stirred you about that, preacher? Sunday school. That's what done it. They failed to worship and they failed the warning. Therefore, they tasted the wrath. Chapter 26, verse 29. You know when they had, you know the time they had, Brother Branch? Until that day. It was the terminus. What was that? It was the closing of the door. Now Jesus said, I open the door and no man can close it. He's opened the door. Now that door was for the gospel to go out. Here's what he said in Revelation, talking about the church. He said, behold, now at the church, I stand at the door. Now we use that for salvation but if we take it in the context in which it's given, he's talking to the church. You know what he's saying? Hey, church, let me back in. We're going back and forth to revival down there the other night. And uh, I think it's Randall Key that pointed out a church, the building's for sale. Now, it's not our... It's not my flavor, but it's still a church. Says it right on it, church. And it's for sale. That's sad. I wonder if he done this. Can I come in? He said, if you don't repent, do your first works, I'll take your candlestick away from you. What's that? The church. Reckon trying to get a hold of somebody. Until that day, until now, it's too late. Twenty-six. Let me read this. And twenty-nine. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of the fruit of the vine until that day. When I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Until that day I drink it new. Now I'm, 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 I'm reading after what Mark said. Gave me that, that very verse. He gave us that verse and it speaks to my heart. I wrote it down. Borrowed a pen from Jimmy and a piece of paper. Until that day. Until that day, I can't get this off my mind. Until that day, the terminus. That means up to that point, then done. Done. Now, I'm not going to drink this with you anymore until that day. That says, 
as you say in Sunday school, you could preach a month on that, but I'm going in a certain direction right here. And I want you to consider two things this morning. I want you to consider the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God. He said here, in my Father's kingdom. And we think, we think, though these are synonymous in a lot of ways, but they're not the exact same thing. When you, what was John the Baptist preaching? Now I'm in, now I'm in teaching mode. I've got, help me here, Lord. So John the Baptist comes. He says, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That's, that's messianic. Matthew is a Jewish audience. It's two certain ones. It's for all, but it's two certain ones. It's a Jewish audience. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now what is that? That is the rule of Christ on the earth in his king in his kingdom or the king's domain this is Christ's kingdom it's at hand why would John say that because the king's right there in a day or two here's going to come a king walking down the bank he's going to say behold the lamb of god that taketh away the sin of the world they're looking for a natural kingdom He's speaking of a spiritual kingdom. Is everybody with me? And the kingdom of heaven. Now, we believe and understand that I referred to it earlier in the message. We're looking for the glorious appearing of our God and Savior Jesus Christ, we're looking for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing. We're expecting Him to come. I spoke to someone yesterday who was talking about Randy, and Randy's, Randy's doing better, praise God. He's doing better, a lot better than he was the day before yesterday. And I was talking to someone, and, and, and we got uh, every conversation that leads to church or the Lord or religion. And he said, well, I'm hoping that we go into rapture. And I said, well, most everybody that's a Christian is hoping to go into rapture. Three weeks ago, Mike Couch sat right there, and we buried him last Wednesday. And I had just said a few weeks back, there's a good chance somebody in this congregation won't be here this time next year. I didn't know he wouldn't be here this time this month. Until that day, the terminus. We're looking for the glorious appearing. And in that, Brother Gordon, is the gathering of the saints of God. The gathering of the saints of God. Say, well, then it's done and over. Oh, no, no, no. We've got a whole lot of the book of Revelation to go after chapter 4. I told a fellow I worked with one time, 
I was trying to get him to come to church. He wasn't there. He wouldn't even talk to me about the Lord. I said, well, just come and sit in church. Just come and hear the preaching. I'm not going to do it. He wouldn't come. He wouldn't come. Refused. Absolutely not going to do it. And I said, here's what's going to happen. I said, this could happen. One of these days, my boss may show up here because he's a lost man. I said, he may show up here and say, hey, you seen old Mike this morning? Nope. Funny thing. I can't get his wife on the phone. I can't get his father-in-law on the phone. At that time, my daddy is alive. Can't get his dad on the phone. I can't find none of that bunch. Wonder what's happened to him. I said, I want to tell you so you can tell everybody else. The Lord has come and I've gone home. I think there'll be so much evidence of it. It'll set the world on its ear. They'll be looking for a man to step in with all the answers. And I believe he's alive today. That's the gathering. But that's not the kingdom of the Father. We're going to have a kingdom. The king's domain is going to be here. When Jesus came the first time, the kingdom of heaven was at hand. We're still going through that time. The kingdom, this is still, listen, the God of this world's the devil, but this is still Christ's kingdom. But one of these days, and let me go somewhere right here. When he shall appear, we shall be a plus. When he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. We shall be like him when he appears. How is Christ right now? Well, he's glorified. Right answer. He's glorified. How was he? Well, he just showed up when he wanted to, and he just disappeared when he wanted to. The, the physical laws of the world had no effect on him. He could just come and he could just go. But then he could eat. Right there, Mike Blanton would say, hallelujah. <laughs> they gave him raw fish and honeycomb, did they not? After his resurrection. So we know he's eating. And we'll be like him. I don't know if we'll have filet mignon, but whatever we eat will be good. There'll be some disappointed Baptists if it's just fish. I know that. Because <laughs> some, some don't like fish. <laughs> some don't eat meat at all. They'll be happy. I said, I don't know if I don't trust anybody that don't eat some meat. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> A little skeptical there. Everybody had to eat the lamb. Are you with me? And here we are, and we're gathered, and we're glorified, and we reign with Christ as kings and priests. I find no other time, unless we're here in a kingdom with him, that I would be reigning over anything. So I just don't believe that. Go home, read the last three chapters of Revelation. When you get there this afternoon, you're going to find out that we're going to reign with him as kings and priests. The kingdom of heaven is confined. The kingdom of God is universal. The kingdom of heaven is messianic. 
the kingdom of God is all-inclusive. When we get there, stay with me. We're not only gathered, but I believe we're glorified. Is everybody that way? I find in the book that not until after the millennial kingdom. I don't know about all that stuff, preacher. I'm going to pick your brain right here. How could the devil get anybody to come against God after the millennial reign if they was glorified such as Christ? Just, I'm just asking you a question. Now I'm in teaching mode. Just ask you a question. How could that happen? I'm just going to tell you. It can't happen to one that's glorified like Christ. Because when I'm like him, them faults, them faults and, and, and failures and sin we're talking about, if any man say he have no sin, he deceive himself, the truth's not in him. Say, I don't have no sin. What if somebody just walk up and smack you in the mouth? Yeah, you'll find out just how much sin's in you. Because there's few that I know turn the other cheek, especially not hillbillies. Some of them flatlanders may do it, but they won't do it around here. But when I find myself in that glorified place that he is in, praise God, when he appears and he makes me like he is, glory to my God. You know what? No more faults. No more failures. I'll never do anything wrong before the king again. And he'll be perfectly satisfied with what I do. Amen. That's the only way he could let us reign and rule over anything is if we were like him. Amen. He can't even trust us to be faithful over a few things here. Then we find, we find where we're all gathered together in God's kingdom. That's when, that's when we're glorified. Everything is glorified for both. The kingdom of, the kingdom of heaven has come and been fulfilled in what Christ said it would be, and the kingdom of God. You know what Paul said about it? 1 Corinthians 15, about verse 50. Right in there, he said, Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. That means I can't take this with me, and he's got to change it in order for me to get there. Now, anyone that hadn't been sick yet in their life. At least you know someone that has. And you're thinking, I don't see the big deal. And it's not so much Brother Branson not being sick. But it's, it's the fact of not sinning. None. So you talk like you're just a heathen preacher. When I'm in the, on the interstate running fast enough <laughs> and somebody's in the left lane running 
less than the speed limit. Sometimes old Mike shows up. And my wife says, back off a little bit. Where's Rick? Rick, Tony. God, you can kill me later. Yeah. Tell him I said that, would you? And then new Mike says, hey, what are you doing? And at that moment, Brother Junior, there's a battle between old Mike and new Mike. And I have to say I'm sorry or I was wrong. Gordon says it's easier to say you were right than to say I was wrong. Learned that in Sunday school, by the way. But isn't it going to be good? Come to Peter, you're going to do the invitation. Isn't it going to be good? When he gathers us all together. And the messianic kingdom is incorporated into the godly kingdom. And it's just one kingdom. And we're not in the flesh and we inherit the kingdom of God. So I don't believe that preacher. We'll just keep living like you are and die like you are and see if I'm right or not. It's not me that's right. It's the book. It's the book. Oh, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. And he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. That's what he's willing for. Don't cut it off. Play something. Do something. Matthew. Pastor Mike McCoy, thanking you for joining us at the Time of Truth.